1: All right. Thanks for joining us on SDORC Dirt Radio here for our third hour. We are here in studio. I've got Ed Stoven and Chris Visconti joining me. Uh, Dave Stahl is out and about. He's enjoying his first Sunday off in over a decade, maybe two, (laughs) um, where he's not on radio for us. So thank you for allowing us to take over your hour, Dave. It means the world to us while you're out with GMC exploring Anza Borrego State Park and having some fun at the Diablo. Drop off, which I'm totally envious of that you're going through right now, which I didn't think that the truck would be up through, it or down so. it. <laughs> well, I, you know, Diablo drop off in mine, I'm thinking it's well, well, that's the squeeze though. The squeeze is the one, Pinion Mountain squeeze is the that's one the that that's I've the, gone
2: up that on the motorcycle, by the way. Have last, you? Last year, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't it's really. Gnarly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't recommend people try it <laughs> unless you yeah. have a rescue helicopter on speed dial. Yes. So. so, so Dave is out in the desert uh, testing some new vehicles, and he left us three hours to cover. Yeah. So- we're a little nervous, but we're making it through. We're two-thirds of the way through. Audrey is, is kicking butt and taking names.
1: Which is surprising because this is the most nervous I've been in two years on radio. You look really nervous. You're
2: normally <laughs> yeah. very together.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I want to do a shout-out to Kelly and Justin Termite and Pest Control. It's a family-owned and operated business with over 45 years of experience. Your, health, he- your family, health, and home are the most important things in this world, and we just want to help you protect them. Our safe and reliable, affordable pest control services will help keep your home pest-free and healthy. They're actually due to come to my house on Monday and treat for some ants and some earwigs I have going on right now. Not
2: those. It's
1: the season. So um, give them a call. They're here for any of your pest control needs at 619 441 7378.
2: I wonder if they help with fleas. They that can dog. do fleas as well. They got yeah. fleas. Yeah, yeah they I got fleas too. Talk to them about fleas. Get
1: your yard sprayed. Oh my God. I truly so suggest it.
2: Welcome to the radio. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So what is your background with off-road vehicles?
3: Off-road in general, um, I'm more of a sand guy. I've been pretty much riding Gordon's Wells for, God, since 92. Got out of the military in 92 and within six months was in a sand car and had quads and trailer setups and all that good stuff and got into the desert. Gone as a kid with neighbors, they kind of got me into it um, growing up in Chula Vista and then just... Once I was adult and could afford to buy my own stuff, it was on oh. from there.
2: Did you ever nice. drive across to Algodones and have lunch?
3: No, Which there's a, there's was a, a lot be- of that was before.
2: That was before you right. got it. I I never did it, but I have some friends. They would ride. T- Across into Mexico to the town, have right. lunch, and ride yep. back. Yep. I, I when don't... we
1: stayed at Buttercup, I've I've done that a few. You've times done that? Since. Oh I've yeah, been. yeah. Really? We used to go have tacos in and all get donuts and that and
2: that was the big thing. What a and fun the back adventure! And, yes. Wow, like it's Never a different world. Away. Yes, it's a, it's a total different absolutely. world. And
1: half the time, I didn't even realize I was riding in in Mexico <laughs> until they put the fence up. And when they put the fence up, I was like, "Jeez, really? I was actually, I was in Mexico."
3: Most people didn't realize how close the border actually is right <laughs> there without the fence there.
1: Yeah. So they
3: would ride in. And that's what it was. we would go down and have tacos, whatever it is, and ride back. That was yeah, yeah. a lot of it in the late 80s. Yep, it was kind of that. Canal, and then it kind of started winding down to that point. Yeah, that was yeah. back in the three-wheeler days. Yeah, well, that I could say, because really, really I
1: can say it was actually after 2004. The last time I think I did it was 2008. Yeah, right when the economy crashed, I think 2008 was really? right when my last time of riding over there, right before, the, there, fence right before the fence went <laughs> up. <laughs> exactly. yeah.
3: yeah, it tends <laughs> to stop people for the most part. <laughs> it
1: tends to stop
2: people. So Audrey said you helped uh, with some uh, raffles, like at Acorn Casino.
3: Yeah, I did a few things. Um, Back then I was working for a company, and we'd been doing the desert for about a decade. And it was one of those things where me and some of my buddies at my shop, we started talking, and we are complaining about, oh, we need a bigger motor, oh, we need a better bike, oh, we need a better RV or whatever the case was, right? That's always the the thing. You always want bigger, better, stronger, faster. Um, And it got to the point, and a couple of us were like, you know what? We need to do something for somebody else. I mean, we have stuff that some people don't have the basics. So let's try and do something. So at the time, that was when the acorn was new. So it was 2000, 2001 is when I actually started a charity. So got together, kind of roped in all my crew from the desert and our group that rides and everything else and family and kind of, you know, let's try to do something for somebody else. So we started doing off-roaders toy drive. So I was lucky enough to get hooked up with the Golden Acorn at the time. First year we went up there, uh, basically we were raising toys is what it came down to. So we were asking people to donate toys. And in return, we started raffling off a quad. Um, At the height of it, we did two quads and a trailer. Wow. Um, And that was back in the day when uh, Ted and all those guys were involved with uh, South Bay Motorsports. Yep. So they were giving us screaming deals, pretty much you know, cost on the bikes and stuff like that. Um, first year, maybe 300 toys. Pretty stoked that we got 300 toys. I mean, that was, you know, the first it's a lot year. lot of out, toys like, when you know,
2: we can help you a lot start of people start
3: something. And it is. And we were dealing with, you it's know,
2: 300 kids that are a little happier.
3: Exactly. And it was San Diego Rescue Mission and Angel's Foster Family, um, Mama's Kitchen. I mean, we just started reaching out. I mean, we built it from nothing. Um, then it became an annual thing. We actually changed when we were going to do it. We wanted to get the most people coming home from the desert. Top of the grade, a lot of people would stop to get fuel. A lot yep. of people would just stop just to stretch their legs, throw 20 bucks in the machine, whatever the case was. So we actually changed our season, and instead of going to the desert for Thanksgiving, we would go the weekend before. And so we started doing the event Thanksgiving weekend, so we'd catch a vast majority of the people coming home on the way up. Next thing you know, we had 15, 20 sponsors, um, a lot of them still in business today. That helped me out along the way towards the height of it. After we did it for about eight years um, as a nonprofit, I wasn't a 501C3 at the time, but we were just nonprofit. So we decided, well, you know what, let's go all out and let's get into the 501C3s and everything else. So got into that. We uh, changed the name to Off-Roaders Outreach, went 501C3, started getting bigger stuff, did the sand show, worked the sand show for a while because I used to do some side work for Steve and Sherry. Over at, back then, San Diego Off-Road Magazine. Yep. Um, so I worked at San- Sancho for a year or two with them. And then Sherry actually helped me, too, just to kind of branch out and do my own thing as far as the charity work goes. Um, and then got with Sean Ray or Sean McRae Parker at the Sancho. Yep. They hooked me up with a booth. And then I started running the charity full-time out of the booth. And it had help from a lot of people along the way. Uh, Duncan Racing, he used to let me take his Pikes Peak Banshee Quad we used to take that, put it in the booth just so people could kind of ooh and on and you know, attract people wow. to the booth. And it was kind That's of a, a neat looking it was it was it so was just funny. it was a cool thing. So did it and I mean ultimately we, you know, raised 10, 15, 20,000 toys for different groups and charities. Um and then in eight, nine, 2008, eight, two thousand nine, when the economy kind of started doing its thing and tanking out a little bit and things started slowing down. Of course, one of the first things to go, unfortunately, was companies donating Donating. and and, and doing stuff so it's and it's a constant Uh struggle as you guys know it's a constant struggle to do that anyhow so it was uh it was one of those things where we just we stopped for a minute and kind of regrouped and then kind of went on from there so it's always there's always the want to help somebody else and off-road and we try to tie it together just to give off-roaders in general a little boost Albeit, yeah. because some people that just don't know, they're thinking off-roaders are thinking things are getting thrashed and destroyed and torn up or whatever the case. That's the absolute opposite of what most off-roaders want to do. They don't. They want to preserve it. They want to help it. They're not trying to litter. They're not trying to thrash anything. Okay. So it, it worked out. I mean, it worked out for years. And then after about 10, 11 years, you tend to start burning out some of your friends and relatives and stuff like that. And, and we did good and it was a feel good thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, that was the, the whole point of it was to do something for others, but at the same time, you kind of get that feel good kind of a mix. So it was, yeah. it was pretty cool. And it was tied into the desert and into the sand, and into the dune. And so and all that stuff passion. worked out. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a good thing. I'm glad we did it for sure.
2: You know, I, I remember SDRC donated some toys. Yes, sir. I, I remember we voted and we spent, I don't know how much money and, and yeah. Not me personally, but somebody else went and bought the toys and took them over there.
3: Yeah, actually, for the 10 years between the two different charities, the 10-plus years we did it, um, Sandy Off-Road Coalition was a huge part from day one. You know, Sand Addiction Magazine, Sandy Off-Road Magazine, Sound Support Super Show – um, Scott Rasmussen at ECP Powder Coating. Oh, yeah, he's uh, Powder Coat, yeah. South Coast RV, which ironically is where I'm at now. Um, they've been a sponsor from day one. So, I mean, we we got to the point where there was, you know, there was a good 10, 15, 20, 25 sponsors, and wow. it was just a good thing. And, and part of it was from San Diego Off Road Coalition.
1: Hold that thought. We've got to take a quick break. We'll come right back after this. SDRC Dirt Radio, 96.1 FM, 1170 AM.
2: The answer.
1: All right. Thank you for tuning back into SDRC Dirt Radio here on FM 961 AM 1170.
2: The answer.
1: All right. We're in the house with. Chris Visconti. Chris Visconti has been a longtime off-road advocate um, and active in the industry. He's currently with South Coast RV Service Repair Center in Chula Vista. I was trying to get the Windborn Brothers in here this weekend. I've been been saying it for the last couple weeks. I am going to get them in still at some point in time to come in. Um, But when you're, you know, going out to the desert is the end of the season right now. It's the perfect time as things are changing. You need some work done. You need some parts. You need to have um, you know, you're, I, I, I keep referring to the roof probably because I need to redo mine here <laughs> shortly, but you need your, your roof coated or, uh, window repairs or parts South coast service, RV repairs, South coast, RV service repair center in Chula Vista has your back.
3: Got that right. we'll, we'll just make it easier. South coast RV. There you go. South, South, South coast, coast RV.
2: RV. So, so Chris, I was at sand sports last year mm-hmm. and right by us, there was a, uh, a booth that had roof, They, they fixed roofs for RVs, and yeah. I thought that's kind of weird. And I went and talked to them. They go, "Oh yeah, RVs come with uh, poor quality roofs."
3: Yeah, I, they, there's a couple different mediums that they use. It's vinyl or TPO. Um, if it's the ones that powder or that are, uh, I'm sorry, like kind of like a Rhino lining, that's like the latest thing that people have been doing. Not I say latest. It's probably been going on for ten years, but I mean, does,
2: um, so does your shop? Do they do roof repair?
3: We do roof repair. We do not at this time do the coating that they do, like a Rhino lining. That usually goes to other places. But yeah, we pretty much we pretty much do it all. I mean, if from they,
2: if somebody brought it in, could you like coordinate it getting that Rhino lining? You could take it over to the other place. They would spray it, and you. I got. Have- I-
1: uh, just a coat-on one. I mean, that's right. a high. There's tip. a roll-on one That's a lot too. more expensive than right. than you know the roll-on one, which does the same thing. Oh, you're, you're talking right. like 400 bucks, 450 material, and then the labor to have somebody do versus it thousands. Uh, versus thousands. Versus yeah. thousands of them to have that spray-on Rhino liner. The people right. next door um, at Sand Sports last year had for that were interested in selling. That's a it's a much higher in, granted more durable. I mean, the roll-on co- coating roof repair. You you have to redo that every three. 3 to 5 years I yeah, would say. Yeah, you're in that range, right? Yeah, and and the one that we saw from they they had the it was a 10 to 15 I think it had a 10 year warranty Ten year and more, right. yeah, and a 15, you know, 10 to 15 year 12 15 year disp- you're looking right. to, wow. to redo. So, you know, depending on cost comparisons and and you know, long run to how long are you going to have your RV? Are you going to upgrade right, it? Right. You know, what do you want to do with it? That that all comes into play with that decision.
3: And it's all maintenance. It's no different from, <laughs> you know, your Jeep and your and your quad and your buggy and anything else. Everything's about maintenance. That's yep. what it comes down to. So whether it's the roof, people forget about packing their wheel bearings, and you see them all the time on the side of the road. Their wheels are smoking, and everything else because they've got you know they have ten thousand miles on a trailer, a little utility trailer or a toy hauler, and have never packed their wheel bearings. It's a simple task. It's a it's a one two day project to bring it into us. typically we can get it back. You know, again we're we're a few weeks out right now. We're five six weeks out, but something like a wheel pack we can kind of get out sooner. Because yep. it's not so much the technician side of it versus our mechanic side of it. Yep. So wheel packs, it's just it's it's a small thing that people forget. Mm-hmm. But when you forget it and it bites back, it's going to cost you a heck of a lot more money to deal with it.
2: So, so you have a backlog. If if I if I called you and said, mm-hmm. "Can I bring it in, uh, say June fifteenth or June twentieth or whatever the time is?" So then I, I just. You'll you'll send me a a reminder?
3: Absolutely, yeah. Right now, we're scheduling out about six weeks, five and a half, six weeks out. It kind of varies per week. Um, Like anything else, some jobs take a little longer than we anticipated, and some we get them out a lot faster than we anticipated. There's still a little bit of a backlog with uh, just everything that's been going on in the world recently. Uh, Supply chains are still a little bit messed up. Some of the stuff we used to be able to get in days or weeks is actually taking months. I mean, we've seen parts six, seven, eight, nine months out. Yeah, you know, and everyone—it's the same thing. And, and who, that's knows, not your who knows? Who knows? No, just can't get it. We just can't get it. Uh-huh. And it, this is—you know—you call the manufacturer, and. They'll no flat out tell you, I, you're not going to see it for six months. And don't get me wrong, that's not on a, a lot of the stuff. It's just on certain items that yeah. is the case. Yeah,
1: certain items. I got refunded by Summit Racing for my tire carrier because my tire just, carrier just, it's, right. I think I reached eight they months since I ordered it. I ordered right. in September of last year and it's still sitting on a boat off of the Port of Los Angeles, <clears throat> I'm sure. Right. And not offloaded yet. So, you know.
3: And, and it, it happens. I mean, it's no, it's as long as the parts are ordered. Um, we, it's it's literally a per basis kind of a situation. So, stuff comes in. We're not surprised if they say it's going to be a month out. And we're not really surprised anymore if they say you're going to have it in a week. Because it's just as fast as they get stuff, it's out because more and more people got into RVs. Yep. During COVID and everything else, people are oh, kind of, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm going to go fix up grandma's coach. My dad had a coach and he doesn't oh, want anymore. And you wanted to go take you know what? It out. Right. And it's just everyone had different takes on it. You know, oh, God, we got to go camping and we got to go do this and that. Because whatever their thought was on the situation, you know the world's coming to an end. Whatever they were thinking, they're like, "Oh, we got to get out and restore it." So you have the influx of people that were bored and decided to go camping, as well as the influx of people that are like, "You know what? I can't afford, and justifiably so, to go out and spend a hundred grand on a new motorhome or, or seventy-five grand on a new coach, whatever the case is." Yeah. And so they buy the, the the ones that have been around the block a little bit, and they want to fix them up and do stuff. And so there's, it's just impacted everything to back everything up a little bit more than it usually was
1: but you have everything at south coast rv right Correct. And so it's a what's the website
3: uh, the website is scrv.com you can just go there it's pretty simple and easy we have new trader sales we been doing service and parts for 26 years um, it's a true mom and pop establishment i mean the, the yeah. owners mike and bonnie they've been there pretty much from day one they work there pretty much every day. Mike's definitely there every day. Um, two out of their three boys are there working it. And That's the Winborn brothers. So you've the been Windborn trying to get in. Adam here. and
1: Tyler. So Adam and
3: Tyler. So Tyler's our service manager. <laughs> Adam's our parts manager. Um, and there, it's just it's a true mom and pop shop. So some things we can kind of do and help people out because we don't have to worry about corporations or you know it's not always about the dollar. Don't get me wrong. We got to make a dollar to stay in business. But sometimes it breaks it down a little bit easier where we can do stuff just to get people taken care of. So the, the six-week thing, it happens, but it's not a given. Yeah.
2: But yeah. you do want to plan ahead. If, if Absolutely. People out there, they're thinking they want to get their RV ready for the summer or or for next uh, desert season. Absolutely. Plan ahead. Call the shop. Get your appointment. And, and give them a break. Say, yeah, two months out is fine. Or, or seven weeks, six weeks is fine. Yeah. So, so you you do like drivetrain stuff. You do engine. Uh, we do. Chest. We'll
3: do tune ups. Um, we do tune ups, brakes. Uh, of course, we do the wheel packs, and then everything inside a coach. So, oh, like plumbing. All, the plumbing. all your your plumbing, your sanitation, your electrical. You know, generator, electrical one hundred and ten inverters, solar panels, AC units. After twenty six years, we pretty much cover it all. Um, if there's a if there's a couple of Things that come across. Some of these new coaches get a little crazy <laughs> with the technology and stuff they have in them. There's, there's yeah. some super it's,
2: super expensive
3: ones. Oh god, yeah. Well, you there, want to know what, what I just did to
1: my RV? Right, I've, I've you a, add? I have a fifth wheel. Nice. I've got a I got a 39 foot fifth big, wheel yeah. with three pop outs and stuff. So we just went through we we hydraulic oiled our you know oiled up the the slide, the slide out back, so yep, that yep. they don't have issues and everything. And we're over. Go to dump it and you know uh, the um dump is in the wrong spot underneath so instead of facing out towards you to pull the handle to release it it's actually facing in underneath the vehicle and so you have to like grab it and Push it, it and push it that yeah, way instead of right. pulling it towards you. Huh. And um, I was having some difficulty with it, and so my, you know, I call my husband. I'm like, I can't get it loose. I can't get it loose. My husband comes and, and like the pressure, it was a full tank. The pressure had been built up on it. Oh no! And so he goes to do it and just snaps the entire
3: Broke the thing handle off.
1: Yes. Yeah, the, the black uh. the black part of the handle that the T part and he just snapped it right mm-hmm. off so that's never good let me tell you Chris <laughs> right now um, I need to get on your schedule and I need right. to bring my fifth wheel down in Absolutely. a few weeks when you have time to have that part replaced because you know Absolutely. I'm not going to climb underneath and deal right. with any part of my black tank, tank or, and, uh, you don't want to mess with no I don't want to I don't want to mess with the black tank that's not my deal I don't want to where you excel yeah uh, uh yeah, well, and that's, so. a,
3: that's a good thing, again, about being a, a mom and pop in a smaller shop, is you can always email us. I mean, yep. you can email SCRV at SCRV.com um, and email. That's for
1: South Coast RV. So SC is, is yep. for South Coast RV. That's it.
3: South Coast RV. So Sierra, Romeo, Charlie... Oh.
1: No, South. Oh, no, geez. no what Sierra, I say? Charlie, Romeo, Victor, Victor. Victor. Wow, <laughs> wow. A, come on. Had a
3: little blank there, um, but yeah. The good thing is you can take a picture. You can email it to us. So even if you don't necessarily want us to do all the work, or if you have a question, hey, is this something I need to bring in, or is this something that you can kind of do an over the counter part? Adam can help me out. Whatever the case is, feel free to you know shoot us an email. We can take a look at it. Sometimes it's it's an over the counter part. I mean, like the. That could yeah, be no. Something I'm that bringing you easily. the fifth
1: wheel. I'm not. This <laughs> is not thing. an easily. <laughs> right, no, right. I don't want. You, that's the release. That means it, it's got to be open and stuff's got to be flowing to be right, changed. No, right, it's not happening right. here. You got to clamp that. Do what you do, and then you know, and do the replacement, and then you know, and and then even then, it's it's a little bit difficult to reach to because it's far down underneath. Right. And I was you know looking things up. They have extensions that I can. They do. I can flip it and I can bring it out so it's right and easy and. So and,
3: and there's so many configurations because over the years, you know, every time someone makes a new coach, they try to reinvent the wheel. So there's no telling how many people have had their hand in on the coach before you got it, especially if you buy a used coach. And sometimes people will make it work. That's what off-roaders do. That's what we do. We make things work. I yep. mean, you know, you don't We're have a car. You don't have this. Yeah, you MacGyver it and get the thing to work. So, yep. so in some cases, people think that's what it's supposed to be. And it's actually not. And it's because somebody just kind of made it work because oh, i've the got a of wrench
1: underneath there right now that oh, i gotta yeah. use to grab it and oh. hold it and then and so you can't oh. make it, it work if, a, if you have yeah to. i gotta it's not good yeah, uh, I know.
3: we need we need to get you taken care of you definitely need to make an appointment. <laughs> but and, and to ed's point i mean it really is it's about trying to plan ahead yeah and it's the same thing just like with any of your toys i mean if you're going out you know if the season's over whatever the case is you know wind them down get your generator service get your coach service get your axle service. And that way you are ready for the first trip. It's not, you know, don't wait till the last minute. That way there's plenty of time. And you
1: do generators as well.
3: We do generators as well. Oil changes. So, I mean, oil changes on the coach. Clean the carb. Clean the carb. We can pretty much do it all. Generators are a little bit tricky on some of them as far as carburetors. But, yeah, it's definitely, if we can't do it, again, the beauty of of our shop is if we can't do it, we're going to flat out tell you we can't do it and we're going to, kind of get you in a direction of someone that can if it's more of a specialized thing. But all the basic stuff on a coach, we got you covered, not to mention the trader sales that we do, too. So we got we got a lot going on down there for sure.
1: Fantastic. All right, we gotta take a quick break. We'll come back right. We'll come right back after this. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio on FM ninety six AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, we're back here on SDORC Dirt Radio. Thank you for tuning in. I've got Chris Visconti in the house from South Coast R V, uh, service repair center in Chula Vista. You can find him at scrv.com. And we're talking about the maintenance and repairs that you need. We're talking about Chris's background in off roading and what what he's brought forth to the table. Um we
2: uh we, Okay, uh, I wanted to ask a question because uh you piqued my curiosity when you mentioned solar panels. Uh oh. Yes sir. Um I personally hate generators. Right I, when they're they're sitting there running, it just they make me crazy. So there's some people with RVs, they have deep cycle batteries mm-hmm. and they can uh you can run your lights and your radio and your stuff off of batteries. And if you have, if you're out there for a while, you can put the, you have solar panels during the day, you can run off of that and you can charge off of that. Then at night you can, correct. You can run off your battery. So you, and a lot of RVs don't come with solar panels. They have a big roof or like, you know, older ones. Right, right, right. Right. So they have a lot of roof space, but they don't have solar panels. So can you guys retrofit, put solar panels on an
3: older RV? Absolutely. Absolutely. and, And the
2: control system?
3: Yep. So I mean it's it's <clears throat> one of the misconceptions I guess is about solar. Solar doesn't actually run anything per se. Solar is a way to absorb energy. Charge and the battery. Charge the battery. So it's going through a controller and it charges the battery. Then you're working everything off your battery, right? Yeah. So your lights, your your any R V, your basics, your lighting, your, your your furnace, your refrigerator, everything's working off of propane and battery power, twelve volt power. So the solar, yeah, it's a huge thing. It's 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 a phenomenal way to do it. The initial investment sometimes can for some people it's a little bit of a shock. I mean, it's not crazy, it just depends on how bad you want to go or how big you want to sure. go. But I mean it is. It's it's the way to go. So if you have, you know,
2: I mean, it, yeah, if you want to go out for a long time. Right. And and you don't want to have to Run that generator? Run the
3: generator, correct.
2: It's a neat, I think it's just a
3: neat way oh, to go. Oh, it's phenomenal for San Diego.
2: Oh, yeah. superstition. We, have a, of, we have a lot of sunshine.
3: Exactly. I mean, if you're if you're up in Oregon and you get blown out for five or six days at a time, eh, you know, that's a lot of people that are like, oh, solar's not that good. Well, you need to have some sunshine.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it it's almost endless. I mean, obviously there's an end to everything, but it's it's almost endless. It's, it's just, it's the way to do it, especially for people that, you know, hey, I have a, a six-year-old, and he needs to watch something on TV. Right, you know, when it's just the mellow part of the day, or whatever the case is,
1: do his schoolwork, do his or school whatever. Work,
3: exactly. Then you can just, I mean, just turn it on. I mean, it, it's it's pretty simple and easy. I mean, it's all it, it all goes back to your battery storage that you have that the solar is charging. Yeah. But it's it's a definite, and we can do that on pretty much any coach. I mean, I'm not there. i you know, there's not really limitations on what you can do. Um, it, it just depends again if you're going to do a small system or if you're going to do something huge to try to run everything. But yeah, solar's in a case like this, solar's the way to go. Yeah. I know there's
1: When I'm out at the desert and and it's 9 o'clock at night and you just want the peaceful sitting at the f- campfire. Right. And Ed and I both know this. It's one of the most. Uh, it, I have a friend a that I, unfortunately time. I don't think I will ever go camping with again because oh, no. he has a, a sleep apnea machine. So he oh, yeah. never turns his generator off at night. And he goes through the whole night and it will stay on <sighs> until it runs out of gas right. or if he, he fills it with gas it all up. night long. One of the things that I love about the desert is the peacefulness. The absolute right. quietness. The, su- the sereneness because when you, the campfire goes out, you don't hear anything. Right. There's absolute zero. I mean, it's silent. There's right. there's no, no no city lights, no city lights, no, no helicopter, no right. police sirens right. or ambulance sirens. You don't hear the noise, the traffic noise. You don't hear your neighbors, your you know dogs barking. Nothing. It's eerie silent.
3: Right, and that's the way to go. So, especially for people that do have a CPAP machine, is that they can run it off of this they and there's some new ones on the market that actually can run off a 12 volt instead of 110 so even if you don't have the solar just to touch on that so even if you don't have the solar there's other ways to do it and you can definitely get an inverter inverter right it's fine right doing a small inverter and then you can run pretty much anything 110 off that inverter realistically wow wow it's the way to do it it's the way to do it
1: yeah so I was trying to buy. I, I want to change, and he he just sold it too. I was looking at. He's had a bike that he owned since oh. he bought it in 1985.
2: Oh, what was it, or what is
3: it? No, that was a different. That was a different one. The one that the one that you wanted is. I had a, a 1987. Just went old school. T R X. Yeah, it was 87. T R X quad. quad that's just, the 250r that was a 250r best production bike. Pristine, I rode one way and that was a condition. wonderful engine
2: oh, yeah. boy that thing i love the power band
3: it's oh yeah it's had ridiculous. a big
2: powerful smooth a lot of mid-range he just sold it
3: and it was one of the best in my i mean they only made them four years 86 yep. to 89 and it was just it was one of the best production bikes ever made and i found it on a whim um, or by accident, actually, a friend saw a, a tire sticking out under a tarp. He went to some guy's house and was buying his truck. Oh, that way. And he yeah. saw a tire, and he was just like, oh, you know, you're a desert guy. I'm a desert guy. And they started kind of chit-chatting going that route. And he goes, you know, that was the whole situation where it was the wife's bike, and you know what, she just doesn't ride it anymore, and on and on and on. And so he called me because he knew I was looking for a new bike, and we jammed up, I think it was in Poway or something at the time, and rode up there real quick and just didn't even blink and bought it. And so I've been running it ever since then. Um, only had to get the motor done twice. Dunk I had Duncan do it. Yep, so Duncan, Duncan Racing. Duncan Racing. They've
1: He's been a huge supporter of San Diego off Coalition for probably 25 years, I think, that Duncan Racing has donated oh, yeah. to S.D.O.R.C. Every Lost Lizard we have. Anytime that I call them, those guys, they are absolutely amazing. I can't believe I'm blinking on his name right now. Um, on which one?
3: Oh, Kevy? Well, there's a bunch of, I mean, the back two in brothers. the day. Right, there's the two brothers. And then back in the day, I yeah. was dealing with Kevy. She was the one that was kind of running the office and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So Because awesome. they were one of my sponsors, too, for my charities over the years yep. they were always a sponsor from day one they took care of me yep. too so i mean it was a, uh, so it was nice so it was, it was a good bike it was it was hard to see it go uh life's changing a little bit i kind of slowed down the last two years actually the, the year before covid
1: hey with age comes cage we
3: slowed that <laughs> right right and i've had four or five sand cars over the years too but just kind of changing it up and now i think we're gonna get maybe we may go the jeep route so yes
1: Come to the dark side. Right, to the
3: dark side. Get Come to the, the, the dark side.
1: I so, will
2: tell you, I think jeeping is the way to go. Right. Having street legal opens up so much more oh, yeah. terrain. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. those side-by-sides, everyone loves their side-by-side. You got like 10 miles in San Bernardino National Forest. Right. Right. You got like 50 miles of the Cleveland, and half of that you can't fit. Yeah. But you have a jeep, and you can make a jeep work like kind of like a side-by-side. You put sure. some money into them. You can really go places. Absolutely. And zebrego has 500 miles of routes. You can take a Jeep in there. You can't take a side-by-side in there.
1: Yep. Right. It right. makes a huge difference.
2: And you don't need a trailer. Right. You don't need a, a one-ton truck. You don't need a garage where you're just going to stick that thing. You can leave it in the driveway, in the street.
3: Right, right. And that's easy. <laughs> well, and that's the thing back to the, to the shop, to the Windborn Brothers and back to the shop, is all three of them have Jeeps. And they're just... They've all off roaded from day one. Uh, Mike, the owner, he you know used to race. They do Superstition and Akatia. They've been doing that forever and a day since they moved out here from, God, I want to say Iowa back in the 90s. Um, and so they've always been, done that. They've always been a part of that. And now they all, the three of them, actually, the two boys, or two of the three boys and Mike, they all have their Jeeps and Jeep Unlimited now, different variations thereof. And they're starting to play with them a little bit more. And uh, well, they had a couple of them out when we did the. Uh, the cleanup at Painted Gorge. Yes.
1: Yeah. So the oh. boys,
3: all the all three of them brought their jeeps out there and just kinda started dabbling around. It's a little bit different, right?
2: There was neat jeeps at that. There's everybody had jeeps at the Painted Gorge cleanup oh, yeah. except for me. Well for, not everybody. <laughs> but a lot of people had Jeeps. Mike
1: had his buggy out from T D S and then there was right. a couple you know of I mean. Toyotas. There's and a whole and
2: bunch of built was, jeeps. Yes. And I, I've seen some built jeeps that could go fast oh, yeah. on rough terrain, which really surprised me. And of course they can creep over rough terrain too. Oh absolutely and they can go down the highway. So.
3: Right, right, right. And it, it's like anything else. I mean just, you know, how fast do you want to go? How much money do you want to put into it and what's your It's always compromises. Your
2: oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. But, but still.
3: And that's why it is. You, you know, you get a little older, you got that comfort, hey, it's getting a little warm out, you know, we're on a flat spot. Let me go ahead and turn on the AC for a minute. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some uh some some the heater <laughs> and the AC
2: and the and the music. Audrey, I Would you have bought that um, TRX, if you'd known, and the price was right?
1: Oh, I knew, and and the price was on, but my husband and I, I I was in the process of getting the lift on the Jeep and upgrading the Jeep, or buying myself a new quad, and Jeep or quad, Jeep or quad, Jeep or Uh, quad, and as much as I want the quad, I spent the money on the Jeep because we've been and it I tend not more. to wait
3: when and I'm ready to do something oh. I try to get yeah it done. and he so had it was. listed yeah. on
1: Craigslist yeah. and he got some offers for a little bit more than what I was willing to pay so it was like you got to do what you got to do Chris as much as I want it you know I totally understand your position as well because I've been in that position selling in my stuff fairy, and so,
2: you could ride KJ's three-wheeler
1: oh yeah oh I, I, I totally could it's so it's, if you,
2: it's a similar experience
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah! I totally could. So we have an eighty-five two hundred and fifty R built oh, nice. to the tilt, big board out, and everything nice, done nice. to it that you could possibly long have swinger. done to it. It's long. Oh yeah, it's it's. I've
2: never seen it. He, can, he hit that thing
1: at like oh man! I want to say almost eighty miles an hour down the drags at Gordon's before. Um, can, I've seen him. Oh yeah. Uh, next he, time I'm
2: over there, will you pull the tarp off it and
3: film me?
1: <laughs> yeah, we 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 moved it from the garage down into the sea container, so it's oh. got a new. So
3: Lisa, it's Lisa. Moved a little bit, from here <laughs> to there kind of a thing. So got it's,
1: a little tune up. He took it. He drove it up and down the hill, made sure it was all good to go. Cleaned the carb on it, and then and then hit it away.
3: <laughs> that's, that's what you got to so do? That that's something too. Is people don't really like even with the desert stuff. Uh, I'm. A, I was in the army, and one of my buddies that I served with, we did four years together, and basically the same season that I got out, he was still up at Fort Ord before the base closed, and I have had a quad of his. He lives in Texas still. He. Bought a quad that same year I got out, brought it to my house, and he started back in the day. God, I think he had the the 350 Warrior or something. It was just kind of a whatever. Then he went to 250 because we had a whole lot of pingers in my group back in the day. So Mm -hmm. he had an 86 250R, and then now he's got the 450R. So I've had a quad of my buddies in my house since 92, (laughs) and he literally flies out from Texas or he'll drive out from Texas. Did he decide to sell it yet? Just to go. And actually, that one... He's, again, he got more into kind of scuba diving in his cars. He's got some, you know, he's a, a 72 guy. So he's got 72 Chevilles and C10 pickups and stuff like that. So his his Ooh, his life's added. changing just a little bit. So, yeah, so his bike actually is going to be for sale, too. But it's just kind of cool that. Oh,
1: see, 450 fits me even better than the 250. But, so, but someone
3: that's not even here. And, and that's what I like about the off-road scene, though, is people that aren't even living here full time. You know, people obviously standing off-road coalition. But off-roading is everywhere. It's everywhere. Everywhere. And yeah. even though he's in Texas, he still you chose since bogger. 92. Got, yep. He has chose to come out to ride Imperial Sand Dunes again. I'm a sand guy. so But he's chose to drive out or fly out since 92 to ride the Sand Dunes with us. And he'll come out two or three times a year. It's not like it's once every five years. He literally comes out a few times a season to ride with us. So it's just kind of cool that he's willing to do That's, that or wanted to do that that is neat.
1: yeah it's i mean some of the things that you don't think about it's part of our economy when i talk about that we get thousands of people we get it, it's an international destination it's known throughout the world oh, for its sand dunes it's it's comparable to you know I, well, I don't even want to go into it but it To me, it is one of the best places. Glamis is my heart and soul. This Imperial Sand Dunes, I know know most of the hills. I know all of them. Anywhere
2: like that. There's other sand dune complexes you can ride in. Lots of them. But but not in the scale. Not at all. Not in the the height and the width and the Mm -hmm. length.
3: And almost, it seems like, I mean, I'm sure it's not every state because someone's definitely going to correct me on that. But there's quite a few states. I'll go as far as almost half the states. Has some sort, of, some sand sort of sand dune, small, large. It may only be yeah. a mile, but I mean, mm-hmm. there's, you know, pink coral and.
1: The pink coral, and, and yep, just St. Anthony's. Saint you've An- got Oregon, I mean, you've got, yep, yeah, you've little got. Little
3: Sahara and Texas. So, yep. I mean, there's a lot of areas, but nothing competes to what San Diego has to offer. It just mm-hmm. it just doesn't. I mean, it's it's the best, Imperial no, Sand Dunes. It's,
2: it's the best. And th- there's bigger sand dune places, and there's a huge one in Mexico and, and Saudi Arabia, but right. in the first world country, And in the United States, where it's a pretty safe place and you get hurt, the helicopter will take you away. Right. What
1: scares me is, and I've always said this, is whatever California does with our um, recreational lands and our right. public lands, the the, ten, the rest of the country tends to follow suit for what San Diego does. So, you know, keeping keep being active in the community, being active in with the agencies that monitor and manage those areas is absolutely key. Um, we got to take a quick break. We'll come right back after this. You're listening to SDRC Dirt Radio on FM one AM 1170.
2: The answer.
1: All right. We're on our final segment of our three hours here. Thank you, Dave Stahl, for allowing us to come in and cover while you're out. And right now, should be You Ought to Know. And we're talking off road SDURC dirt radio on FM 961 AM 1170.
2: The
3: answer.
1: So we're in studio here. We've got Chris Visconti. He used to be out, off, out, off road outreach. <laughs>
3: Off roaders outreach.
1: Off roaders outreach. I almost said that backwards. Right, right. I had to catch myself and think about it. My dyslexia this week, man. Um, Ed Stoven here. We're wrapping up on our last fifteen-minute segment. I want to do a shout out again to Kelly and Justin Termite and Pest Control. It's a family-owned and operated business with over forty-five years of experience. I'm excited to have Justin out to my house on Monday to treat for my ants and my earwigs I've got going on. Tis the season.
0: Get rid of you need bugs.
1: a bi-monthly or quarterly pest control service. Give him a call at six.
2: 9441
1: Dyslexics untie <laughs> <laughs> I just learned that I did not know what that was when he told me because I've had you know my dyslexia has been bad this week and he's like no it's, it's, it's dyslexia is unite because untie is unite it's back
2: you know you just switch two letters and yeah. you, you go from one so dyslexics untie um, I want to talk a little bit about lobbying because uh, we SDRC has had lobbyists on and off for 20-something years. I used to help manage uh, a guy named Pete Conaty who represented us. We had Terry McHale for uh, one year. We had a a federal guy named Paul Kavanoke who that helped us. And uh, five years ago, we hired Kathy Lynch in Sacramento to help. And she did a fabulous job. We – if – It's hard to understand what lobbyists are, what they do, and uh, their value. Lobbyists will represent and help an organization or a group uh, in a capital. And there's there's city, there's county, there's state, and there's federal lobbyists. So so we hired uh, state lobbyists. We like to have a state lobbyist. The off-road program for off-roading in California goes through state government. Even the federal agencies, they get big grants through the state to help pay for that. So we'd like to have some say in Sacramento. So we hired Kathy five years ago and uh, two months ago, we got the terrible news that she had been murdered
1: it, yeah. it's it was just, a very unfortunate. Day. It, it was such super a sad. Woman. It's been absolutely devastating. I think for uh, those in Sacramento, she's been in Sacramento since 86. Um, she's been very active in the capital, and, um, and uh,
2: she has, she works pretty much by herself. She has an assistant, but she, she's not in a firm with a bunch of lobbyists. So before I hired her, I interviewed other lobby firms. Um, And uh, some of them, we have a bunch of people and anybody can help us. Um, So, unfortunately, she passed away. I have airfare. I'm heading up there on on Wednesday. So, a week from Wednesday, they're having a memorial, uh, a celebration of life for Kathy in Sacramento. So, I'm I'm flying up there. Yeah.
1: For all of her clients and friends and and anybody that would like to join. She touched many lives during her 30 years working in the Capitol. Um but on Wednesday, May eighteenth, from five to eight PM at the Sutter Club in Sacramento. Uh we will be honoring the memory of Kathy and Jerry. Um they were uh un- unfortunately were both murdered in their home and it was a very, very tragic, um devastating event that took place. And so I just wanted to mention it and make yeah, sure thanks. that, I'll that I'll people be are up there. aware.
2: I gotta I don't know what to wear. Maybe you can help me. I'll be out. happy. I'm, I'm just an off-roader. I don't know what. Right, right. I, I don't think a T-shirt and jeans are appropriate. No, no, Maybe I'll don't. wear a, suit, a black suit. You need a suit. suit
1: and tie for this event, yes.
2: Now, I don't think you've been to the Sutter Club, Audrey. No. Um, I've been there a number of times. So this we used to have Off-Road Lobby Day, and all the off-roaders in the state would congregate, would, would meet up in the Capitol, and we would walk the halls, and we would talk to legislative offices sure, about sure. our issues we'd we typically we'd have a bill we were fighting or we were supporting and we so at the end of the day we would meet at the Sutter Club for dinner and drinks and we would invite legislators and their staff to the Sutter Club and it's a really swanky place like with the legislative staff when they get invited to the Sutter Club they get all excited and they're like okay we're gonna go right um, and it, it's a nice place so uh when I heard that our the uh, um, event is going to be there, like okay, it's a it's a place where people walk around with a tray of hors d'oeuvres and there's a little shrimp thing or a little who knows a mm-hmm. little cracker thing. Right. It'll be Which, a good. Would you like an hors d'oeuvre?
1: It'll be a good event. So that, Hopefully, absolutely. you can maybe do some mingling. I'm sure there might be I a couple want other lobbyists to do some there. Mingling. We do need to find a lobbyist. So, so. I
2: interviewed a lobbyist a uh, week and a half ago.
1: I caught that email.
2: And. Um, We'll see. I don't want to say anything
1: mm.
2: about who or what, but no, we gotta do I got to spend an hour with here. somebody talking about stuff. And there's a possibility. I'm not the only person who makes the decision. We have yeah. a lobby coalition. So we work with the American sand association and, and the Corva. California off-road and vehicle Corva. association. Yeah. So Corva and ASA. So right. the three of us together will decide. And I yeah. know Amy spent time with this person and Bob Ham. Um, knows this person from when he worked in the legislature. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, there'll be other lo- other clients that Kathy had at this event, this memorial. So
1: I'm hoping we can team up with the hunters or I'm wondering if something. some of those
2: clients would maybe want to work yeah, together with us and we had... combined get somebody.
1: Yeah, she had an absolute amazing following. Um, she had a
2: bunch of clients. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, 10 or 12 clients. Wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, so switching gears, let's bring up something new. I want to just talk about next weekend on Sunday, May 15th. Ed's not going to be in uh, radio with us. He won't be in studio. He's going to be out and about putting on his event. He's teamed up with San Diego Adventure Riders. We've talked about it for the last couple weeks. We've got the dual sport motorcycle event for you. You're going to be meeting at Moda Forza between 8 and 10 in the morning for sign-ups. This is not going to be an entire group going out at one time. We are limiting it to 100 people, but it will be sign-up, register, and go. We're going to give you a route, let you know where to go, what you need to do. And then it's a three peak mountain dash um, as well as three
2: mountains, three
1: three peaks in San Diego County,
2: Julian and Otay Mountain. We'll be going over each one. There'll be about 42 miles of dirt and then about 100 miles of pavement. Yep. So So you need a street legal vehicle. There'll be vehicles. You can expect oncoming traffic on any of the routes.
1: Yep. Please be Um, safe. Make be sure you've got all your gear. You're geared miles up.
2: 50 between gas stops.
1: You can still register online. I yeah, think registration you, is closing, though.
2: No, it's still... We'll keep it open to the event. Oh, to the, the day of the event. But you won't be able to get a T-shirt uh, at the event. Okay. So, this, it includes a T-shirt. And if you sign up today, I already have the T-shirt order in. Uh, they needed uh, 10 days to get the shirts. So... We'll get, well, we're going to make a second order after the event and then we'll mail you your t-shirts.
1: Okay. All right. Well, hopefully you can join us for that event. That's coming up next weekend on Sunday, May 15th. Um,
2: Oh, I got some bad news. Marty, Marty tribes is going to cater. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We've been talking about Marty.
2: Marty texted me on Thursday. He's in the hospital. He's got heart problems. Oh, that's never
1: good. I'm so sorry to hear that. He's a bigger guy
2: and an older guy. So, um, I sure wish him the best. So I, I found somebody that I think is going to take good care of us. In fact, maybe this afternoon I'll go talk to them again. But you will not go hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's good because dinner included with Din- camping. You're going to end up at P.O. Pico Campground in mm-hmm. Otay. So it'll Free be great tent
2: camping. If you yeah. want to just bring your adventure stuff. You bring yeah. your, your adventure bike with your tent, ground cloth, sleeping bag, you can sleep nice. right on the ground over there. Yeah.
3: Make it make it a whole thing. Make oh, it a whole yeah. thing. That's Definitely. The way you do it. That's yeah. what it's about. Always enjoy
1: we it. want to do a huge shout out for Chris coming in and joining us from South Coast RV. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, yeah. Um just do a one more rundown for us, give us the information.
3: Yeah, just the just the basics, again, parts and service. Uh, you know, kind of mom and pop, been in business since ninety five, so twenty seven years enrolling. Uh, we got pretty much all your service needs taken care of, uh, your retail parts, over-the-counter parts, stuff you didn't know you needed, you find. So it's kind of <laughs> one of those things where you come to the store, you kind of look around, people do it all the time, I don't know what I need, I eh, just keep walking around the shop a little bit and you'll figure it out. You'll find stuff that you didn't realize you needed until you see it, kind of a deal. And then also, uh, we took on a, a small venture and we are selling Sunset Park trailers. So it's kind of the kind of the minimalistic, um, inexpensive lightweight trailers
2: nice
1: so
3: the people Something, that have a jeep it's not a
2: flatbed you can walk in you can right inside so of it, it.
3: it starts out some of them it's 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 definitely an upgrade from a tent but they're rated at about two thousand pounds up to stuff that's rated at thirty five hundred pounds so if you have a jeep you need to get out somewhere you need all the basics covered your, your fridge your microwave all that good stuff we got you covered acs awnings Ooh. small lightweight classic looking it's the way to go there's sunset park and that's all at 801 broadway in chula vista if you need to reach out to us the phone number is 619-476-7195 or again you can email us at scrv at scrv.com and that's scrv like south coast rv to try to keep it simple and easy
1: fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. We really appreciate having you on.
3: I appreciate coming out. Maybe soon we'll get the Windborne Brothers out here and yeah, they can yeah. chit-chat a little bit more and I get it going. I don't about know how, how a... I missed
1: even saying this on radio, but I know you from the Imperial Sand Dunes Dunes cleanup. You yes. did Gordon's Wells portion of it. You were our raffle um, uh, announcer sure. and, and put on the raffle for us on that portion of it. And it's been absolutely amazing. So, thank you very much. Become a member of sdorc.org. $25 annual membership. Thank you for for listening to SDURC Dirt Radio here on FM 96.1 AM
0: 1170. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency. Knew all the government's.